You're tuned into the Self-Love Podcast by Love Madden with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us weekly for a dose of good healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Episode two. Plugging and chugging. Let's go. Spring is in the air. It is. I mean, well, let's just be honest. Over the past few weeks, the spring has like sprung and then Peek-a-boo. went back into hiding. And then, yeah. yeah. What did that groundhog do? Is that still a thing? What did he that say? Is just, this is another like <laughs> Hallmark made up holiday. I think the groundhog said, I don't know if it saw the shadow, but anyway, we we're supposed to have six more weeks of winter. Oh, yeah. And it's been 78 degrees. It's been 38 degrees. 38 degrees. Been, yeah. I God don't only know. knows. If this is any indication of what's in store, we need to do better as a people because this up and down is just not. We need to do better as a people with what? What you don't believe in? What caring for our environment? You don't care about climate control. You've climate said it. Pub- you've, you've said it publicly. You <laughs> said, said it publicly on this podcast. You I don't did. care about recycling. You know? So let me tell you, <laughs> you don't care about sustainability. Wait, hush. I mean, okay. So I think this people is- change, though. Thank you. That's where I was going. Okay, I was going to say. We all evolve. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that evolution takes a couple months. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that evolution takes years. Um, I have evolved. Well, praise God. Yes. So I do recycle now. Nice. Which is great. I do have the issue that they no longer accept plastic bags as part of recycling because I shop a lot. Like even if you go to the grocery store, now mm-hmm. I know I could be taking my reusable bags. Mm-hmm. Judge your mother. Maybe I'll get there. <laughs> But I come home and I have so many bags, so many plastic bags from home goods, this place, that place. And now you can't even recycle them. Well, yeah, we you got to get into the reusable bags. That's the solution. I know. It's solution. just remembering the reusable bags. It's tough. I have them sitting literally in my passenger seat and will still forget. And have to walk back and get them. Yeah. So maybe the, I think I saw somebody post this. Like maybe I just need to get one of those little organizers for the back of your car and just put the bags in there. Because the bags aren't in my car. And when I'm walking to the door, whether it's Home Goods or Giant, I can just be like, oh, let me grab a couple mm-hmm. of bags out the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of innovative solutions. You're not the only one for getting your reusable bags. They have the little pods you can clip. Um, so you can just like have the, you know, the pot of the bags and you can pull them out of the little pot. And I like those kind cause you could throw them in the washing machine for the grocery bags. I don't like the other ones as much because. Like the home goods just joints. Yeah. Not for groceries. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so wait, how do we get here? Oh, oh the I don't weather. Know, we have not even <laughs> done love it or leave it. So let's start there. <laughs> do you have something you're loving or leaving? <laughs> <laughs> five right. minutes in uh, I think I've come here and I, I've said I, I wanted to leave this maybe a long time ago mm-hmm. but I actually last season I did talk about their uh Christmas decorations mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, the uh. good old Walmart uh. now y'all I don't I don't like going to Walmart okay because of the, all the same reasons that you all don't like going to Walmart <laughs> but it's gonna be your love it somehow 
Make it make sense. Hold up. <laughs> but if you strategically go to Walmart, so one night I went, I think it was like a Monday, mm. 8 p.m., not around the first of the month. No judgment <laughs> if you get benefits. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like a peaceful experience, at least in the one that's near my house. Wow. Um, and I was able to get some good quality gems, like planters, you know, pots for my plants. They have some really nice designs. They have really nice, um, now we're at Easter, really nice Easter bunnies that look like like velvet and they're like bright and colorful. Are they really nice? I mean, they I don't look really nice. nice. They, they look, okay, they look nice. Okay. Cute. Okay. They're pro- yes, they're probably not the best quality. I mean, you're spending $7, but mm-hmm. for what we're doing, <laughs> decorating the house for the kids for Easter, it works. It's good enough. And I'm just sending this stuff to some of my friends because I'm like, okay, I don't really, nobody's coming over here, so mm-hmm. I don't need to use this stuff. But they have a lot of nice stuff. And then, okay, I know we're not, no, I'm still in a fast fashion for some things. I'm just going to be honest. If I just need like a quick little thing, I have found some cute little skirts in there for $5. So and you're when you're not putting these on this show telling me that Walmart, is that which is this, is that where this is ending? Walmart is your love it for the week? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I've evolved. <laughs> <laughs> or devolved. high low here folks high low high low they also had these really cute like red velvet heart shaped ice cream sandwiches like is target coming out with this innovation no absolutely they had heart shaped ice cream um sandwiches I mean, I don't specifically know if they had hard because they did because they didn't. But if you go to the favor day section, which is their sweet section, yes, they have no, they a have, lot of beautiful heart shaped Easter it. treats. They do. They do. They got they kits. And okay, so let me. Target is already our low. I mean, when you say high low, it's not that Target's your high and Walmart's your low. Well, I'm ready low. to go lower. Okay. <laughs> 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 go low. <laughs> Walmart is talking about roll back, okay? <laughs> I'm ready to go lower. Oh and I'm not gosh. I'm not doing my um, you know, everything there, but I will pop into Walmart nowadays and be content mm. with what I found. So, mm. I'm just sharing it for the people. Either you get on or you get left behind. All right. Well, whoever want to stay behind, <laughs> join her. All right, I have a leave it this week. Mm. My leave it is Deer Park Water. Oh. It's horrible. Did they change the formula? You know, I don't I, I don't drink it that often anymore, so I will have to do a taste test. So I don't really drink it often either. And I saw a big container of it and I was like, oh, I can buy it for the storehouse. So when mm-hmm. the team and I are in here working, we've got some mm-hmm. water. water. Now, in the spirit of sustainability, I'm going to get us some kind of a filtered water apparatus. But right. for After now, she was going on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for now, for starting where we are, I said, let me just go ahead and have some bottled waters available. I don't really buy bottled water like that because in the house, I use my water filter. Mm. So I bought Deer Park thinking that Deer Park is what it was. It tastes like trash. Mm. It tastes like Dasani. Mm. And I don't know exactly. And I don't know what, what they've added to it or done to it, but water should just taste like water. So Deer Park is on my list of leave it. 
<laughs> leave wow. it at leave it at Walmart. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Nestle is at Walmart. Oh yeah. But now you're not against. Now you're saying it's at Walmart. You're at Walmart. <laughs> No. I mean, there are certain things. I'm just being honest that I won't get at Walmart. Nestle water, water is one of those things. But, however, they mm-hmm. do have um, Essentia at Walmart for a very lower price. price than Target. Well, yes. there. Yeah, you can get some deals. If you want to... So that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm if saying you wanna, expand if, your horizons. Okay. Go to multiple places. I guess if you want to find the right days, as she said... With yeah. that are less populated and yes. the right hours, then maybe it's you know okay for me. The juice ain't worth the squeeze. Dealing and with all honestly, that. Honestly, Target because I have a, a a Walmart and a Target within very close proximity to me. Mm-hmm. I enjoy going there too during the week in the morning and and just browsing through the aisles and mm-hmm. you can get the good sales early. Don't go late because that's when all the parents got their kids in there after the, yep. pickups you know, and, yeah. Yeah, pickups and the sports practices. Sure. Yeah, nah. I agree with you. The early morning is the place to be. It'd be me, you, and Ethel in there. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's um, get ready to set the table. If you guys yes. have been following along, we are in episode two of season six. Season six is the two-parter to... Um, the weekly word series that we started in season five. And so we have been going through the alphabet A through Z, um, talking about the weekly word series that you can find on lovemadden.com. And today we are on the letter O and the word of the week is, you guessed it, obedience. Mm. This is not a sexy one. And this is one of those like discipline that people, um, Really didn't want to click on and read, but we're going to bring it to you once more because (laughs) (laughs) this word might be for you. So if you have not read it, go to lovemadden.com, to the blog, to the love notes, and click on the word around obedience. Um, But for your convenience, I'm going to share with you the passage that I have there on the blog right now. Obedience is a propeller for growth and a prerequisite for our purpose-led pursuits. Submission and surrender to God's design for our lives are critical to our successes. Yet, despite our desires to lead lives of purpose and contentment, many of us cannot confidently say that we operate in obedience to God. My people perish from a lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. When pressed, we may lean into ambiguity as an excuse for why not follow, why we are not following God's commands. We say things like we're not obedient because we're unclear on what God wants from us. We invest our energy and resources into books and workshops designed to help us discover our purpose and unlock our potential rather than first pursuing the will in his word. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. Simply seeking to understand his will for our lives is a practice in obedience. Through this practice, studying God's word, strengthening our relationship through prayer, and dedicating time to be at one with him, we also gain deeper clarity and revelation around our calling. From this, we can further that practice by pursuing that calling and obeying his commands. Without delay, I hurry to obey your commands. Psalm 119.60 
Even when we have heard from God, however, we may choose to respond with inaction. Procrastination, perfectionism, and excessive preparation are all fear-based responses that mean the same thing, delayed obedience. And as was popularly coined by the author of The Purpose Driven Life, Pastor Rick Warren, delayed obedience is, in fact, disobedience. Every second that we are not living out the God-ordained purpose for our lives, we are robbing ourselves of healing and contentment, robbing others of their blessing and robbing God of his glory. Why then do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I tell you? Luke 6, 46. While most of us won't admit to flat out ignoring God's calling in favor of our own desires, we do it every day. We choose not to act on those convictions and gut feelings that God gives us through his Holy Spirit. We linger in expired and unhealthy relationships and overstay our welcome in toxic work environments. We sell ourselves short, accepting the bare minimum in spite of the knowledge that we are the daughters and sons of the Most High God. We leave our spiritual gifts untapped while spending our precious time on things that are beneath our calling. Obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk in all the way that I command you that it may be well with you. Jeremiah 7:23. Don't leave the story untold, the book unwritten, the dream unrealized, the relationship unhealed or the people unserved. Seek God's voice practice obedience and don't delay. I'm going to just read that first sentence of the paragraph you just read. Mm -hmm. Don't leave the story untold, Mm. the book unwritten, the dream Mm. unrealized, the relationship unhealed, or the people unserved. Mm. Period. Mm. Period. Mm. With that, because there's so many things in this whole passage that Mm -hmm. I was like, child... (laughs) If you want to come down my row and start digging up the soil, let's you can, go. You can tell the ones where I'm preaching to myself. Like, they be long. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm, I am. This is one that I am definitely have felt Ooh. convicted in, obedience. All right. So with that, let's, let's dig, dig in. in. Yummy. All right. So this is like Maddie said earlier. Mm-mm. When we talk about obedience, there is nothing sexy. Mm-mm. About obedience. So I just want to set get get that out y'all expectation. Now we like to make things fun and light. So there might right. be some laughter laughter that occurs <laughs> in between this discussion, but <sighs> obedience. Anyway, yeah. Maddie, outside of what you just shared with us, mm-hmm. what does obedience mean to you? Uh, obedience is directly tied to our purpose. Mm -hmm. It's why we're here. Like, why am I living and breathing and operating on this earth? Not just for self-fulfillment or to find joy because Lord knows this earth is not just full of joy. It's full of hardship and suffering and challenge and ups and downs. Um, but we all have purpose. And so, our obedience is directly tied to whether or not, because we have the free will to operate in our purpose and our calling mm-hmm. or not. And so mm-hmm. our obedience is directly tied to furthering along our journey um, on our purpose. Mm-hmm. Our obedience is directly tied to getting in alignment mm-hmm. with God's will. 
Um, we have desires, but making sure that those things are aligned takes obedience. Um, and our obedience also, I think, we don't like to talk about like sin, um, mm. but just like our moral compass, um, you know, uh, our our ethics, our you know, how we're behaving. Are we loving? Are we kind? Are we honest? Are we cheating? Are we stealing? Are we, you know, um, judging? Are we, are we doing things that we're, are, are, are disobedient that are not, that we're not called to do. We're called to be righteous and moral and upstanding to the best of our ability. Um, and I think we talk a lot about love and grace, but also we need to be walking the walk. So that's what obedience, um, is for me. Oh, Yeah. Um, just to piggyback off of what you said about, uh, obedience is directly tied to your purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think there will be some people who are listening to this episode that will say, I can't be obedient because I don't know at this point what my purpose is. Right. And I think that can be a, a, a longer journey for some than others. Um, but something that you said in the passage will set all of those people, including me, because sometimes mm-hmm. I have some challenges with this. It's simply seeking to understand his will for our lives is a practice in obedience. Mm-hmm. So those, mm-hmm. you know, nudges, those things that you know you're good at, but you're not cultivating, all of those things are things that we can be doing to seek to better understand God's purpose for our lives. And it Mm -hmm. says, you know, through this practice, you, you know, you, you're studying God's word, you're, you know, praying, you're dedicating time with him. I truly believe that he begins to deposit little actions that he wants us to engage in, in order for him to further reveal Mm -hmm. his purpose for Mm -hmm. us and his lives. And if we don't, even do those little things that he's nudging us on, that is an act of disobedience. That's right. And that, you know, when I talk about many of us will lean into ambiguity as Mm -hmm. an excuse, you don't have to know Mm -hmm. your whole life's purpose. Mm -hmm. First of all, if you knew, it would likely scare you, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody told me 10 years ago that I would, you know, spend my whole 30s, um, losing pregnancies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would not, you'd be like, be like uh, I'll, I'll stay here. I'll stay at 28. <laughs> I'm good. Right. Um, even if I knew that the purpose was to then, you know, roll out this business and do mm-hmm. all of these other things that could help people and glorify God. Mm-hmm. Um, we typically, when we say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm not clear about my purpose. Nobody's crystal clear when they start. The point is that you just get started. Mm-hmm. The point is that you have the desire to know more. The point is that you're seeking alignment with God. Seeking alone is an act of obedience and asking ourselves the right questions. Instead of asking ourselves, why did something happen to me? It's shifting that to say, what is happening through me? So Mm -hmm. sometimes when we experience things, we feel like we are the victim. We are Mm -hmm. the recipient. We are the person that something is happening to. When oftentimes we are the player in a story, you know, we're all interconnected. Mm -hmm. Everything is just so much bigger than us. Um, so I think a part of obedience is tapping back into the larger network and the humanity and the connectivity um, that we all have with one another. 
that's that's when we'll begin to understand our purpose. But mm-hmm. so many of us, we're selfishly driven. Per- when we talk about purpose, we're really what we're saying is, I don't really like being on my job, and I just want to do something every day that I like doing because that's going to be my purpose. And that's not at all what this is about. It's not about you not wanting to go work at, you know, the Department of Labor. Whatever. <laughs> Don't be calling out my mom's former agency. <laughs> yeah, no. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. So many times people tie their purpose to their profession and it's not mm-hmm. always the case. Mm-hmm. There are people like Maddie who mm-hmm. she's very clear on her purpose and what she's now doing for her the professional part of her life is directly tied to that purpose. But sometimes God places the purpose that he has for us is to do things in your personal space and realm or the community space. That's where you're going to make your impact. Mm -hmm. So don't get so tied to what you feel like your purpose has to look like and that it has to be more career driven because that I sometimes struggle with that like I'm not being purposeful because I'm not doing x y and z in my career for a living honestly as probably I think this is probably the first time I'm gonna say this I don't think my purpose has anything to do with what I will do in my life to make money Mm -hmm. I think what God has me going through in other areas of my life is really why he put me on this earth. Mm-hmm. And that is my purpose. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. But one thing, I'm just, because when I read this whole, when pressed, we may lean into ambiguity. <laughs> I have a really hard time saying that word um, as an excuse mm-hmm. for not following God's command. Mm-hmm. Ambiguity. Uh not clear, mm-hmm. chaos, mm-hmm. all these things that you can use to um, describe that word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, child, <laughs> she is coming down my road. Why? Mm-hmm. Why today? Why now? Yeah, this was a good one. This really was a good one. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Uh, and, and, and I will say for me, sometimes the hardest part of your life is tied to your purpose and that's not sexy Mm -hmm. and we don't want to trust that but I have learned recently that yeah you have to just trust God and you know it it won't always be hard but there will be some hard parts to everybody's purpose journey yeah and I think also sometimes we measure value in terms of um Impact, I think, especially now, and where we measure impact in terms of reach. And I think, yes. especially now, when we think about like uh, social media uh, and mm-hmm. how we think about value, we think about insights and the number mm-hmm. of followers and likes and engagement. And so sometimes we um, translate that into our regular mm-hmm. life and it's kind of ill fitted. So mm-hmm. we might think, oh, I'm making a greater impact because. I'm reaching this group of 500 women, or I spoke in front of a congregation of a thousand people. Um, whereas your impact might be deeper because you're mentoring one person and changing their life, or you're mothering two children 
and you're changing the trajectory of your family, you're, you might be making a deeper and, and, and stronger impact Mm -hmm. than somebody who might be speaking to, you know, droves of people. Mm -hmm. And I think we should not, and we talk about comparison, but Mm -hmm. measure our, um, value based Mm -hmm. on somebody else's journey. It just doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense and it will drive you insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you have spoken, um, kind of right on target about what obedience means. So I'm not going to beat that, that drum any further. Mm -hmm. Um, the next question is what role has practicing obedience played in your journey to healing? And is there a personal lesson or story that you can share as it relates to obedience to God and God's authority? Yes. So many, so many times. Um, I think I'm thinking about like some of the bigger milestones, but I'm sure there are lots of smaller ones that are just Mm -hmm. happening on an everyday basis Mm -hmm. as well. But when I find myself in a posture of obedience is when I find myself open to receive the thing that ha- that God has for me. Mm. So when I find myself intentional and practicing obedience is when I first connected with my husband mm-hmm. or when I found myself operating in the space of obedience is when, you know, our, our my desire for our family to grow mm-hmm. or my desire to start a business came to pass. Um Or, you know, even when we purchased our home, there were a lot of things that I had to do before those things happened that I did not want to do. Um, I did not want to um, move back in with my parents after I was married. Or, you know, when I downsized a job um, and took a pay cut, you know, that was an act of obedience, but that had to happen before I could launch my business, you know. And there are just countless other times where I did things that I felt um, looked like steps backward mm-hmm. um, or that I just did not feel like doing because I felt like I was above them or whatever. But those things ended up being the setups for um, the things that I desired. And I see those things in my small, in my day-to-day actions too, right? Mm-hmm. Obedience around mm-hmm. how I care for myself and yeah. just discipline and my relationship with God and nurturing and some of the things we talked about in the last episode. But Every large milestone, I think, can be marked by me pulling back and doing something, sometimes kicking and screaming that, you know, submitting to or surrendering to something that I did not want to do, but ultimately it getting me somewhere where I couldn't see it at hindsight, you know, in hindsight, I could see it, but I couldn't see it looking forward. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think... For me, not being disobedience Mm -hmm. has uh, played a role in me not healing some areas of my life as as um, as fast as I could have, or sooner, probably sooner than I could have. Mm. Makes more sense than faster. Um, And I was drawn to another sentence in this passage that you wrote that says every second that we are not living out the God-ordained purpose for our lives or being obedient we are robbing ourselves of healing and contentment Mm -hmm. 
Then it says robbing others of their blessing. But I needed to insert my own little line in between <laughs> the uh, healing of ourselves or, yeah, and contentment. Mm-hmm. To say, we are robbing ourselves of our own blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> child, <laughs> I have been thinking, and again, I don't know, I'm like, what's going on with me? I'm just in this really reflective state recently. Mm-hmm. But like, thinking about my level of disobedience probably has me in places and spaces now that I probably wouldn't be in had I been obedient two, three, five, 10, 15 years ago. Mm. So your failure to act is causing, could be causing, because God is not a um, transactional God, mm-hmm. but kind of there can be times where he's waiting on you. Mm-hmm. We make choices. Yeah, we make yeah. choices. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not being obedient to his word, to his nudging, to sometimes what, your gut is telling you because mm-hmm. that's God. That is you're robbing yourself, yeah, of your potential blessing. Yeah, and we have to also see the divinity in ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we don't have to wait for a lightning flash from the sky or a burning mm-hmm. bush or whatever. Or you know, your your gut, your intuition, your inclinations, your dreams, your ideas, just the things that pop into your mind. All of those things are the divine and holy mm-hmm. spirit that are within you that are talking to you. Um, and sometimes we don't pay those things attention in favor of what looks good or what others are doing or what you know, what we, what what we think, good. what feels good. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Because yeah. we are, well, I, I mean, no, we are very transparent on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I have had, um, just even recently, mm-hmm. someone talk about, you know, finding their partner, significant other, whatever. And they talked about being celibate. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, you'll, you might remember this conversation, um, when we were, out uh, vacationing with one of our other girlfriends Mm -hmm. and um, she was talking about the fact that she felt like I needed to be celibate and not, you know, engage in, in, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're all adults here. (laughs) S-E-X. Exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes those like, they're, they're very like little things Mm -hmm. that like conversations that may happen have happened a year ago and then you get another like little nudging mm-hmm. and then it's like okay god like mm-hmm. and these some of these things are unprovoked mm-hmm. some of them are provoked mm-hmm. right and it's like is god telling me that i need to i mean I, we know that he told me mm-hmm. that's in his word mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. is he bringing that back up several times because he's like daughter you're still not doing what it is that i've asked you to do here I am giving you another alley-oop mm-hmm. to get that thing right again. And yeah, and you know, our convictions are our own, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody could feel convicted around premarital sex and somebody could not. And I don't think yeah. it's like black or white. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any um, formula, right? Like, oh, if I do this, then. But right. when you do feel convicted around mm-hmm. something, where you when you do feel like, hmm, me, you know, engaging in sex, sexual activity with whoever, um, maybe is clouding my judgment, maybe is taking up emotional bandwidth that I should have for something else. Maybe is, um, distracting me. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes we get those nudges or those convictions not to do something. And then with our obedience, we see that, oh, now I have clarity of mind. Now I'm not spending as much time thinking about this person or I'm focused on doing other things or this was out of alignment with my purpose for this season. So it's not necessarily a formula like, oh, when you practice obedience in this area, you'll get X. Exactly. But when, you know, because I... Cause, cause that's something that I definitely did. Like I, I practiced celibacy before I met my husband because I just felt like that was something that I needed to be doing in that season. I just wanted to grow closer to God and, um, I was fasting and, you know, really super focused and really not even strengthening, but building my adult relationship with God in that season. And then through that, um, time period, I found myself involved in, you know, doing service and work. And through that, I met my husband because I was, I feel, because I was in alignment with my purpose in general. In general. But when I share that, people are like, oh, well, let me go on and go do this. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I don't know if that's your formula, you know? That's it, right? Because you, you're saying you keep hearing this nudging, hearing this nudging. So that might be your thing. That could be my thing. And it's like, not... Not to compare journeys, right? Mm-hmm. But as at the same time that Maddie was, I wasn't doing everything that Maddie was doing when in that in that season of mm-hmm. her life, right? Mm-hmm. But I was also serving, mm-hmm. and I feel like working in my purpose mm-hmm. and things like that. And it just wasn't my time mm-hmm. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. right? So you're right. Every, everybody's formula is not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Everybody's timeline time is not going to be the same. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's like if you keep getting these nudges, these convictions, sometimes you need to, not sometimes, you need to heed to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there have been points where I've been like, it's a, it, it's about making an intentional decision about be, being celibate because mm-hmm. some people will be like, oh, I'm practicing celibacy, but it's you because just, you, just ain't you ain't got nobody to, yes. And that's not where we're trying to be. I'm also not coming on here telling y'all that I'm having a whole lot of sex because that's not true. But hmm. I'm saying the intentional act of just practicing celibacy and being in that posture mm-hmm. is, I think, something that, I keep hearing that I just need to um, take heed to. Yeah. You know, we started this community, um, for those of you who are subscribed to our community, we started this year with a fast, Mm -hmm. a release and renewal fast. And the idea is that we would let go of things. Mm -hmm. Um, For some, it might be, you know, sex. For some, it might be food or social media or just whatever, uh, different addictions that we might have or things that might be distractions that we might have in order to make space for new things. And I just believe in that practice of Mm self-deprivation. I think there is just value in intentionally practicing humility. And we look at it as sometimes as a bad thing, but I think that there is just some value in telling yourself no every once in a while. Now as a mother, it's interesting. Um, When I was younger, sometimes I would ask to do something and my, Mm -hmm. my mom would say no. And I would say, why? And she'd say, because you just need to hear no every once in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I just felt like, you know, she was being mean. Like, can I go to the mall? Uh-uh. Why? Because you just, it, everything isn't a yes. You can't always do what you want. But now, as a mother, I understand it. I want to give my daughter every opportunity, mm-hmm. but I also don't want her to feel like everything she wants, everything she desires is instantly going to show up at our door two days later yeah. with Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, she needs to hear a no. Every once in a while, she needs to 
um, have some restraint, have some boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, not have everything that she desires. And mm-hmm. so I have thought about that in my own life as an adult now, like every once in a while, I need to take some intentional mm-hmm. time and pull back. And that's one of the things I love about the Lenten season. It is a time for us to intentionally deprive ourselves of certain things so that we can make room to focus on other things. So just a overall thought about that. Yeah. And that is what I'm not good at. Mm. Self-deprivation. Mm-hmm. Not deprivation. Depri- yeah. Deprivation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not good at it. And I need, that's a muscle that I need to, to strengthen. Um, there's very few things that I deny myself, Mm -hmm. even though I should be denying myself Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. And when you were just talking about it in that moment, Mm -hmm. the connection between me not depriving myself and, and sacrificing and what that looks like with my relationship with God, there's some tie there that I, mm. I need to further explore. Yeah. I was talking about habits and how I've been listening to mm-hmm. different podcasts and things about habits. And one of the um, sort of tools that I've been hearing about is uh, creating pause mm-hmm. and creating space between the trigger and the response. Mm-hmm. So if the trigger is, I want something sweet and then uh, this happened this morning. I wanted something sweet and I was driving past Dunkin' Donuts. I could just very easily, I've got a dollar and 50 cent or whatever it costs, turned in and gave it to myself. But instead I said, well, let me pause. Let me, let me create space mm-hmm. between the trigger and the response. It doesn't mean that I have to deny it, but let me start by the practice of the practicing the pause. So I drove past it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, next thing we know, I got on the highway, I got back home and I didn't end up getting anything sweet. I was good. So I think one of the practices in healthy self-denial is um, just creating the pause, you know, and so much we have access to so instantly now, um, whether that's ordering things that we want to purchase, whether that's access to, you know, somebody or whatever, I think just you know, not reaching out to call that person if that's your response to your trigger or to text or to purchase or to buy or to eat. I think there's just, there is value in the pause, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's not some big dramatic fast or life change or whatever, Mm -hmm. something as small as let me just do a little pause before I act on this can make a world of difference. Yeah, that's very true. And, um, even in like the little things. So we were, me and a couple of my friends were, um, working with this young lady and we were doing some type of like a mock interview. And mm-hmm. so we talked about the value in taking the pause because mm-hmm. so often you hear something, you hear a question. And mm-hmm. in that moment, mm-hmm. you're just like ready to spill out an answer. Mm-hmm. Right. But there is so much value in taking that two second pause that might in your mind seem uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to feel like dead space, mm-hmm. but the, the clarity and the conciseness for, of which will result from that two second pause is worth it. Is worth and it. I think the pause is what allows for the difference between a response and a reaction. Mm. You know, if my daughter stomps her foot or crosses her arms, yeah. the first thing I'm going to do is react. Mm-hmm. You know, who you think you're talking to? You know, mm-hmm. yoke her up. But if I pause, then I can respond. Mm-hmm. 
if I take the pause, then I can remember all the tools, scoot down on her level, find out what's going on, you know, talk to her with love, blah, 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 blah. But the difference between for me reacting and responding is the pause. Because my first inclination is not to scoot down on her level and see how she feels. My first inclination is to check her. And and when I pause, I realize that that's not about her. That's about my ego. How -hmm. dare she talk to me like that? You know, that's because I'm better than her. I'm older than her. I'm higher than her. I put myself up on this pedestal. And then I recognize that, no, I can treat her with respect and I can teach her to treat me with respect by doing that. And so there is like so many times where we think about our triggers and how we respond and there's infinite value in that pause. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, And I've witnessed you take that pause and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the way that you interact and, and, and teach and love on Eliana is um, definitely education for me. Mm. Um, you know, as I think about what... Uh, I hope it starts parenting. working soon because it that it ain't working. She, you know what? <laughs> that child, it, it the shit ain't working. Sometimes it does. I no, mean, I think it. When, I so think when you sl- tell me bully. stories, yeah. when you tell me stories about how, because you're in the thick of it, yeah. right? When you tell me stories about how she'll either say something to you mm-hmm. or put something together or apologize, yeah, it's working. It's working. It's working. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's just working. Takes time. Still, I mean, yeah, she's only whatever, right? She is a little, yeah. Yeah, because she did. She said something yesterday that she just thought about her behavior and just came to me on her own and said, "I, you know, I'm sorry for my behavior. And I think that's because I've modeled that. I've said to her, I'm sorry that I lost my cool or I'm sorry that I got upset. Um, So, yeah, thank you for that. Because sometimes I'm like, she is acting up. I don't think this is working. But it's not always about getting... You know, then this is not just with parenting. It's not always about getting the outcome that we want Mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes... Most times it's about the long haul. So I think that's applicable just across the board too, you know? Yeah. Value in the pause. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice or key takeaways for someone who struggles with following through with obedience? Just to try again. Just to try again. I don't think that there is... You know, you're you're, you're not always going to have the motivation because motivation wanes and wax and wanes and comes and goes. I think the whole thing with any practice or discipline is just to get back up and give it another go. And I think the more that we, to use what you said earlier, exercise the muscle, Mm -hmm. the more those things become kind of um, second nature to us. Mm -hmm. So my thing is to focus less on excuses and less on why it didn't happen in the past or whatever, and to just get back up there and to make another attempt. So sure, we should spend time processing and reflecting on, like you said, the last year, three years, five years, 15 years. But at the end of the day, those years, whether it was a year ago or 10 years ago, is they're gone. Done. So the practice around obedience, it starts now, not on Monday, not in the future, mm. but right now. As depending on what side of the spectrum you're on, and you might be in the middle, either Donnie McClurkin, get back up again, right? or Cardi B, fall down nine, get back up ten, or whatever she said. I can't even remember. But you all get the Same. point. <laughs> Same thing. No, that that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say remove the excuses as mm-hmm. someone who um 
has made a, a good number of excuses in my day um, around why I didn't, I don't need to be obedient for certain things. And again, these aren't necessarily large things. It could be small things throughout the day. Um, you know, I'm too tired is an excuse to be obedient. If, you know, I'm, I want to work out and I'm trying to, you know, reduce my blood pressure, right? Me not being obedient to that nudge to say I'm going to work out for 30 minutes is a small act of disobedience mm-hmm. that can have lasting impact. Long right? effects, so yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about removing the excuse. Um, and like you said, just giving yourself grace that if you mess up today, there's probably another opportunity within the next two hours. Yes, another opportunity today. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, the, not tomorrow, <laughs> in the next two hours. Right. To, to, to try it again. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say is, is remove the, the excuses and don't hide behind the veil of ambiguity. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's the word to the day, as they used to say on the Russ Parr Morning Show. The word to the day is... You know what? So they still... I mean, I, I don't listen to it. I, it still comes that, on? I think there's a morning show. I don't know for sure, but I know on Saturdays, sometimes when I'm in the car, mm-hmm. and you know, we've shifted. Well, let me mm-hmm. speak for my own self. <laughs> I've shifted to, if I'm not listening to one of four like, praise mm-hmm. radio or something else, I'm on 96.3 or 102.3. And so Russ Parr and <laughs> so what's the man's name? Uh, Kit, I don't never mind. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. All them people, Alfreda and all them people are mm-hmm. still there. Oh. I shifted, shifted yeah. to my car play, so I don't even listen to the radio. So I don't know what's going yeah, on. You know, I don't have my car is not as fancy. No, no. You just, got an aux cord, right? <laughs> no, I do. But I'm just saying, like <laughs> Actually, no, I, I can connect my phone, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I, the, the car play. Is, you got you. It's not the same option. That it's you're, not right, the same right, option. Right. No, joking, <laughs> joking. But, you know, between that, and I've actually also gotten to sports radio, which is very weird. Mm. Very, very weird. But I have, like, an obsession with sports radio. Anyway. Oh, I love that for you. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. So, um, anything else that you want to share with the audience today about obedience? Yes, it's to trust the God in you. Sometimes, and I've said this earlier, but I want to reiterate, sometimes we're waiting for the voice of God. The voice of God is what you know you're supposed to be doing in inside yourself, in and of yourself. So whatever that thing is, you who are listening right now, yes, I'm talking to you, that thing, you, be obedient. You know what it is. You know what your thing is. Um, Just be obedient. Just be obedient. You got this. Yeah, and I'm just going to end... Again, because these passages have just been so chock full. (laughs) We choose not to act on those convictions and gut feelings that God gives us through his Holy Spirit. We linger Mm. in expired and unhealthy relationships Mm. and overstay our welcome in toxic work or relational. I'm going to add that in. Mm -hmm. Relational environments. Mm. We sell ourselves short accepting the bare minimum Mm. in spite of knowledge that we are daughters and sons of the most high. Now I saw Mm. this meme the other day. I think Mm -hmm. it was from the single woman or something Mm -hmm. where she was talking about how she wasn't accepting the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And in my mind that day, I was like, you know what? (laughs) 
sister girl, you are right. I am not a bear. I, I literally said this and I was like, Tanil, who are you? I was like, I am not a bare minimum bitch. I am not a BMB. Okay. I do not do bare minimum. And I was like, I am not going to accept bare minimum any longer. But low key, I, at that moment, I was talking about I'm not going to accept bare minimum from somebody else. Mm. But I don't need to accept bare minimum for myself. Mm. And that is an act of disobedience. Ding, 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 so, ding, ding. That's I'm a, a bare minimum one. bitch. I, no, you're not. No, wait, no, no, sorry. I'm not a bare minimum bitch. That's what I meant to say. I'm no bare minimum bitch. Whatever. You get what I'm trying to say. I don't accept the bare minimum. Period. Period. I'm not B-I-T-C-A. Anyway. Oh, my gracious. All right. Cool. And with that. (laughs) After I'm going on talking about the Lord and here I am saying B-I-T-C-H. I'm sorry, Lord. It's okay. You know my heart, though. He knows. He, he, yeah. It's all good. Let's, (laughs) let's transition on into the passage. Marcus, keys, please. All right. Our closing passage is this, and we had this um, week's word was full of passages, but our closing one comes out of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good land. Mm. If mm-hmm. you are willing, willing and, and. obedient, <laughs> come on, church, <laughs> you shall eat of the good, the good of the land. All right, here's our prayer. God, thank you for your authority over my life. Thank you for designing me with a purpose. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to live out that purpose through my obedience. Help me to learn and understand your commands. Help me to discern your calling and direction. Help me to submit my plans to your divine authority. Allow me to heal and grow as I continue to surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And our practice for the week says this. This week, I will focus on studying God's commands, and then I will commit to aligning my desires with God's will. And there ain't nothing else to say. But have a great week. (laughs) Bye-bye. See y'all next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Madden Machete Jones and Tennille Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe, then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes, and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.